Second Law Soap Opera, Chapter 8, Martin to the Rescue. We're in a hospital corridor at a busy time of day, with many workers, visitors, and patients about. Sophia is pushing a cart, delivering dinner trays. Martin hurriedly walks towards her. You're late. We've got all these trays to deliver. Sorry. Went home for a bit to see Grandpierre and get some clothes. Everyone okay? Sure. Claire's still the same, and Lauren was having a crazy fit over a toy. She wanted a real dog and freaked when Claire got her a stuffed one. What happened? Wait, tell me during a break. That's not the puppy I wanted. It's not real. It doesn't breathe. I can't play with it in the yard. What would I even feed it? I can't even tell if it's a boy dog or a girl dog. Sophia and Martin walk into a patient's room. Hi, Mrs. Owen. Martin presents her dinner tray. How are you this evening? Martin is becoming proud of his progress when talking to patients. Terrible. I can't sleep here. Nobody lets you sleep. Somebody bothering you every minute. And now it's you. Could I get you some warm milk or see if I can get another pillow? No. No use. What day is it? Tuesday, September 27th. Martin is finally glad to be of help. Can't be. I was at the 4th of July parade last week. Martin and Sophia shoot each other quick, furtive glances. Sophia whispers to Martin from behind a menu card. She gets a bit confused sometimes. I don't get confused. I heard that. I can remember distinctly. It was a beautiful, warm day. Not too hot for July. My husband Frank and I rode with our pup in one of his Cadillacs. He's a car dealer, you know. Frank loves dogs. Me too. When my father came home from World War II, he brought home the dog that saved his rear more than once, he said. I was afraid of her, big shepherd dog. But the first night, she shyly crept into my room and slept on my bed. When Sheba finally died, I was getting older too. Started going to dances and having dates... Martin and Sophia start to edge towards the door. Thanks, Mrs. Owen. We'll be back to pick up. Sometime later, Sophia and Martin peer into Mrs. Owen's room. She's having trouble eating her jello. Mrs. Owens, may I help you? We have a few minutes. No, just sit with me a moment, sweetie, while I finish so nervous here, can't sleep, and can't figure out why Frank hasn't been here to see me. Mrs. Owen fidgets, moving her tissues, her glasses, checks, ads, and removes items from her purse. Last time Martin and I were here, you were mentioning Sheba. Martin gives Sophia a panicked, cautionary glare. 
Oh, yes, well, never could sleep as a little girl after that night without her in my room. When Frank and I got married, I found it hard to adjust to married life. It's hard to believe, but I was a bit spoiled. Frank is a lovely man, a full ten years older than I. One day he brought home a beautiful lab puppy. Black as night, so we called him Brownie. Sophia and Martin look at each other confused. Frightfully bad at first. Ate my earrings, jumped onto our daughter's first birthday cake, but he grew into a fine hunter and family dog. He got into a fight protecting the baby from a snake that got too close and died. Love that dog. Made one calmer just being around him. Jericho, our pup after him, was a good dog, too. Mrs. Owen finishes. The food is half-eaten, as usual. Sophia reaches for her tray. Mrs. Owen places a wrinkled hand on her arm. Do me a favor, sweetie. Ask the nurses if they've seen Frank today. Sophia and Martin nod obediently. Sophia makes sure all the trays are square on the cart. None of that hanging out on the sides she'd seen from some of the other volunteers. She rolls the cart to the nurse's station. Nurse Mary is presently the nurse in charge. Mary, is it okay to ask you if Mrs. Owen's husband has been in to see her? She's worried she hasn't seen him. Mary looks at a few computer screens. Her next of kin is daughter. No husband listed here. Mary gives her a kind glance. Best not to ask too many questions. Mrs. Owen will be transferred to a nursing home soon. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Martin is inside the elevator and has already loaded in some dinner trays. Sophia inserts her foot inside the elevator so the doors won't close. But, uh, <clears throat> gets her foot smashed anyway. Ow! Open the door! Martin frantically fumbles, hitting a few buttons aimlessly. But then, the door reopens. Martin, I don't think there's a Frank. Well, maybe there was, but... but not now. Mm, who's Frank? Martin deftly catches a spoon in the air before it falls. Sophia lowers her head, then looks up with a knowing expression. Mrs. Owen's husband? Or so she says. Martin shrugs. So what? Maybe he's dead. I mean, to her, yesterday was Independence Day. I wish we could do something. I feel so bad for her. She seems so agitated. She can't settle or sleep. They give them Ativan for that, I think. The next day, Sophia and Martin are approaching Mrs. Owen's room and stop before entering because they hear Mrs. Owen speaking to her daughter. I'm not going to take any more pills. I'm always sleepy and missing Frank's visits. I thought you said you couldn't sleep. I only sleep five or ten minutes at a time. Too much noise around here, and I'm sure Frank comes in while I'm sleeping. Mom? They told me that you've been restless and, um, combative. You'll soon be out of here. Please, take your prescribed medicine. Sophia and Martin enter the room. I'm not eating anything. 
Take me home. I can't be here anymore. Just another day, Mom. Please, don't give them a hard time. They're trying their best. It's now the evening. The hallway clock reads 7.31 p.m. Martin, in street clothes instead of scrubs, is walking alone down a hospital hallway, large backpack in tow. He sees Randall, cringes a bit, but keeps walking. Randall catches up to him. Martin, your shift is over, right? Um, yes. I just wanted to give Mrs. Owen a goodbye gift. Uh, Sophie and I kind of got to know her. Okay, quickly. Visiting hours are almost over. See you Saturday. Yeah. See you then. Martin quickly walks away from him, keeping his head down. He shyly knocks on Mrs. Owen's door, enters her room, and unzips his backpack. It's the next morning. The digital clock blinks out 6 o'clock a.m. A nurse approaches Mrs. Owen's room, stopping a moment to brace herself before entering. Mrs. Owen is sound asleep, quiet and content, dreaming with a smile on her face. On the foot of her bed is Martin's niece's toy black lab, brown eyes shining from the sun entering the window. Thanks for listening to Second Law Soap Opera. Please subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. This episode was sponsored by Lab Partners Science Tutoring. Let them help you with the scariest question of all. Who's your lab partner? Second Law Soap Opera. All rights reserved. LPST Incorporated 2023.